WVOW Local News, now. The Logan County Housing Authority requests funding from the County Commission to support several projects underway. I'm Robert Fields. During the Commission's Monday meeting, Housing Authority Chairman Roger Ramey presented three projects amounting to nearly $25 million. One of these projects is a complex meant primarily for veterans in need of housing. Furthermore, he requested $50,000 on behalf of the Housing Authority for continued operations within Logan and Mann. Ramey also announced plans by the Logan County Housing Authority to build an assisted living facility in Logan. According to Ramey, the proposed facility would help elderly citizens whose options are limited. I know that there's probably three or four people in this room right now who know somebody that is in a different county or a different state because we don't have assisted living facility here. We have people in the nursing home here that actually could live in an assisted living facility and not pay as much money as they're paying at the nursing home. There's different requirements. Certificate of need for a nursing home, assisted living falls under different guidelines. But the thing of it is, there's only one other assisted living facility in this state that's ran by a government agency, and it's a county commission. In response, Commissioner Billy Jack Dickerson requested an itemized list detailing how the requested funds will be spent. The request has been tabled pending a detailed budget. This is WVOW News. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. An operation by the U.S. Marshal Service in recent weeks netted nearly 600 arrests of suspects wanted for felonies, including more than 60 arrests in West Virginia. The Southern District of West Virginia was one of the jurisdictions apprehending suspects for violent and drug crimes included an Operation Washout, according to Deputy U.S. Marshal Mark Wagaman. We actually operated in several different counties, Putnam, Wood, uh, Jackson, Mingo, Logan, uh, so pretty much down... I-79 and I-77 and then 119, we operated in those areas. We made 66 arrests and we confiscated several um, quantities of narcotics. Wagaman on Metro News Talk Line Tuesday said the operation between January 8th through February 2nd included law enforcement partners on the state, county, and municipal levels, as well as other federal agencies rounding up wanted fugitives. Well, these people were... Um, low to high-end uh, drug dealers operating uh, here in West Virginia, and all they're doing is contributing to uh, the drug problem that West Virginia does have. So I feel, you know, we did make a dent and put uh, some disruption on any operations that they have going on here in the Mountain State. 57 firearms, more than 102 kilograms of narcotics, and approximately $142,000 in cash was seized during the operation. 
A Raleigh County judge upheld a ruling Tuesday requiring a former volunteer fire chief in southern West Virginia who pleaded guilty to embezzlement to pay back more than $200,000. Kenneth Richard Churning entered a Kennedy plea last summer to 61 charges of embezzlement, fraudulent schemes, falsifying accounts, and conspiracy, according to a news release from the West Virginia State Auditor's Office. He was ordered Tuesday to pay about $204,000 in restitution. Churning was accused of stealing money from the Sophia Volunteer Fire fire department through ATM withdrawals, cashback transactions, and expense reimbursements, according to the news release. The auditor's office said the thefts represented more than 65% of all funding received by the fire department between 2017 and 2019. Churning was sentenced to between 4 and 35 years in prison, which was suspended for four years of supervised release. He was also ordered to pay restitution. The news release said Churning objected to the amount of restitution and requested an evidentiary hearing. A Raleigh County judge upheld the amount on Tuesday. Churning was ordered to pay $147,155.82 to the Town of Sophia Volunteer Fire Department. He was also ordered to pay $56,888.10 to the West Virginia State Auditor's Office for the costs associated with investigating the fraud. Governor Jim Justice faces hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. As a result, the Greenbrier Sporting Club has been put on the auction block. Carter Bank and Trust in Virginia has been a longtime lender to Justice's family-owned businesses. In 2009, the bank loaned nearly $300 million to Justice, after which Justice bought the Greenbrier out of bankruptcy in the spring of that year. Those loans came due April 15th of last year. Carter Bank filed with the Martinsville Circuit Court in Virginia to collect on these debts presenting guarantees personally signed by Justice, his wife Kathy, and their son Jay. Lawyers for Justice's companies filed motions to set aside the signed documents, arguing that Carter Bank and Trust was engaging in unfair business practices due to inflexible restrictions on the loans. Those claims have been dismissed by the Virginia court, citing insufficient evidence. This action by Carter Bank and Trust follows multiple recent cases against Justice. Last year, nearly 100 properties owned by Justice companies were auctioned off to satisfy debts from unpaid property taxes. Recently, Justice's company Helicopter was ordered to be prepared for sale to satisfy a debt to Russian-owned mining company Metchel. The auction for the Greenbrier Sporting Club is scheduled for 11 a.m. on March 5th at the front door of the Greenbrier County Courthouse in Lewisburg. The West Virginia House of Delegates passes a bill that places limits on how community air monitoring data may be used, certain opponents dubbing it the Unclean Air Act. House Bill 5018 primarily establishes standards related to community air monitoring installation, operation, and maintenance. However, under this legislation, the Secretary of West Virginia's Environmental Agency may consider the gathered data when deciding whether to begin an investigation, but may not use that data to issue a fine or a notice of violation to any organization polluting local air. The bill has sparked multiple heated debates in the House, with Democratic Delegate Larry Rowe of Kanawha County calling House Bill 5018 the Unclean Air Act. House Minority Leader Sean Hornbuckle of Cabell County criticized the bill, saying that it ignores citizens' needs in order to cater to unregulated business practices. Is to take power from people. Take rights away from people. Your neighbors, my neighbors, everyone in the state, and put all the power into the corporations and the companies. Republican Delegate Bill Anderson of Wood County, on the other hand, supports the bill, saying that stricter regulations on the use of air monitoring data is in the best interest of West Virginians when it comes to protecting communities. Simply seeks to make sure that any data collected is from properly calibrated machines 
that will meet evidentiary standards in the courts and will ensure the health and safety of West Virginians. The bill passed 76 to 19 and moves to the Senate before being signed into law. Taking a local look at sports scores, we have high school boys basketball. Lincoln County lost to Logan by three points with a final score of 47 to 44 Logan. Tulsa High School went up against Grace Christian School with the final score being 49 to 41 Tulsa. Mount View played Van and came out ahead with a final score of 49 to 33 Mountain View. Pikeville dominated East Ridge High School with a final score of 74 to 47. An even bigger victory for Pike County Central. They played against Belfry and landed a final score of 81 to 33. And finally, Tug Valley led the charge against Mingo Central, winning with a final total score of 69 to 39. Get local news on demand at wvowradio.com or on your smart device with the WVOW mobile app. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Yeah, we're going to look for a nice day today, increasing clouds tomorrow and staying warm. Today, we're up in the upper 50s, pushing close to 60, about 32 overnight. Increasing clouds Thursday, partly sunny, the high up around 67. Wow, Friday starts off with a very early small chance for rain, and then again late at night with a dry middle portion of the day in the low 60s. Saturday looks wet, with highs near 60. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. Hi, Toppy Kirchable from Tuckline on Metro News. We invite you to join us weekdays, 10.06 till noon, to keep up on what's happening in West Virginia. And remember, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we broadcast live from the AARP broadcast location in the upper rotunda of the state capitol. It's where you find out what's happening in West Virginia. Talk Line, weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News radio station.